Hi, I'm Janelle. And I'm Monique. And welcome to Is Marriage Worth It? We are just two single chicks, girls, women. Anything but females. Trying to figure out what marriage is like and is it worth it? I'm assuming the best place to get the answers is from married people. Maybe engaged people, newlyweds, and even other singles. Each episode, we will have a guest answering different questions we have or that you may have about marriage. Join us as we try to figure out, is marriage worth it? And if it is, I wonder if my future husband or yours is listening right now. Hi, I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And welcome back to Is Marriage Worth It? Today, our guest is Heidi. Heidi and I go way back, I think maybe fourth grade or so. We've been friends for that long and we were even college roommates (laughs) for a brief time. So Heidi, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. There goes my husband. (laughs) So thanks for having me here. A brief moment, Monique. Three years is not a brief moment. I mean, you know, it went by quick and slow all at the same time, but it was fun. Not going to lie. Yes. All right. So we're just going to jump right into it. If you could tell us a little bit about, I guess, yourself. We know that you're married, but you know, anything else you'd like to shed on it? Okay, so I guess I could say I am 27 years old. Uh, I got married at 27. I didn't turn 27 afterwards. Not that that really matters. Um, (laughs) And I'm a teacher. I've been doing that for five years now. Crazy how time has flown by. My husband is actually younger than me. (laughs) He is 24. He is 24. I was never, I never thought I'd ever be with a younger guy. (laughs) Yeah, I I always thought it was weird because I have a younger brother. He's two years younger than I am. And my husband is a year younger than my brother. So I was like, this is weird. (laughs) But it's 10, the longer we're married and the more married people we meet, it's like, wow, this is like a norm. Like there's a lot more older women who are married to younger men. I was like, okay, I should stop feeling weird about it. <laughs> so age may not actually matter. That is. I can testify that age does not matter. I have been with many guys who were always older than me and not mature enough to know what they wanted to do with their lives or who they, they were themselves. So, hmm. and my husband very much so is very secure in himself as a person, knew exactly what he wanted to do with his life once he figured it out, you know? So yeah, <laughs> maturity is not determined by age, my friends. That is a little shocking that you said that it, the more married couples you meet, the more often that happens. I know a couple that fits that description, but I personally feel like for the most part, if they're not within like the same year of each other, the males tends to be older, but this is fascinating. <laughs> it's kind of like that phenomenon where like, you know, say you get like a, a new car or whatever. For example, I have a Hyundai Elantra and then you get a car and then everywhere you go, you see your see, car. Yep. Exactly. So I think okay. it's kind of, it's that phenomenon. It's like, I'm married to a younger man and like, we're listening to podcasts and the the guests on the podcast are like, oh yeah, my husband is younger than me or whatever. And it's like, oh, so this isn't as weird as I thought. Okay, got it. <laughs> That's wild. I love it though. I love it. I do too. <laughs> so how did you meet? Oh, okay. How did you guys meet? Yes. So... 
we met at a young adult uh like christmas party for one of the churches in our area um and it was december 16 of 2018 i remember the exact date okay that was when we With met the dates <laughs> yes and it's pretty funny because in our youth group there's like four andrews my husband's name is andrew so it is a very <laughs> common name <laughs> and i had met the Andrews whose house we were at the party. And then here comes this Andrew and my husband is tall. He's like six feet, six foot one, thick, skinny. He used to spike his hair. He does not now. Okay. He goes to an actual barber now. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> She's when you were a child, you, you worked as a child. You looked like a child and now as a man, yes. you look like a man. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, he was kind of like on the shy side and I remember seeing him and I just really, I really didn't think much of him when I first saw him. I really didn't. <laughs> I was not really interested. And the funny thing is, so he grew up in the area here and um, like his whole life, born and raised in Tampa, Florida. And uh, this was like halfway through the first year of my moving to Florida. And I just started working at a new school that they opened. So he, he kind of, he messes with me because his one liner for coming up to talk to me, let me just set this up with the premise. My husband got no game. But <laughs> he got no got game. married. I love I mean, it. I love it. We had something. Yeah. Because it worked. You're here. We'll get to that. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll get to that. But every, every so often he's like, babe, you know, I got no game. And I was like, what? Really? It's like, I forget. But anyways, this is why he says it. His one big, like, open liner to have a conversation with me was to ask me if I worked at his old church school that he grew up in. And my answer was no. And that was that. And he walked away. He <laughs> was like, Stop. well, that killed my conversation starter. <laughs> like, that was when we first like met. why would you answer? Why would you ask a yes no question as a converse? <laughs> I did just say he had no game. <laughs> okay, now we see. Now we all see. I wasn't expecting that. I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something cheesy that you're just like, oh, no. this would only work in this small section because we, you know, go to this, are part of the same denomination. No, that's absolutely like too small. <laughs> Too narrow yeah. of a question. That was pretty much it. I mean, we spoke again later that night because we had like a white elephant and he brought a gift, but it was something he made. So he's a carpenter and he made Ooh. a cutting okay. board and people were fighting over the cutting board. They wanted it, you know. And so I, you know, I sparked up the conversation asking him, oh, so you make those? Yeah, cool. All right. You know, just trying to be nice because he's a new guy in the group, you know, but that was like it. That was like it. And so we didn't meet again until, I don't know, sometime in January. I don't know if it was exactly a month or so. It may have been. And it was another youth event. What was it? Oh, it was game night. It was game night. I love a game and night. And he brought, he brought, I'm sorry? I love a game night. Oh, yes. Yes. I love board games. Love board games. And he brought a uh, a board game called Settlers of Catan. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I haven't played that game since college, but it was so much fun. Love that game. We own it. He has an expansion pack. He even has the Game of Thrones version of it. Yes. 
Um, so he brought it, we played it cause I used to play it in college too. And it was my favorite. Like, I just love it. It's such a strategy game. You know, it's, it's not like, but it's more fun than Monopoly. Almost definitely. And faster. <laughs> and and it faster. ends. Yes. It ends. There's a clear Monopoly ending to this game. It. <laughs> it so anyways, so we're playing this game and I'm literally about to win. And so there's this rule in Catan that when you're playing um, with like more people or whatever, like you can make moves in between turns. I was so mad, y'all. Homeboy didn't let me win. He snuck in there and took the win from me. I was wow. so mad. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. There was some mad chemistry that, that this second time around, though, as we're playing, because we were the only ones playing who actually played before. Everyone else was a newbie. Okay. Right? And I was trying to, you know, I was trying to do the subtle flirting hints of like, okay, maybe there's more to this guy mm-hmm. than I gave him credit for. And I was like, hey, so like, what's your last name? So I can find you on Facebook or whatever. Smith, like such Smith. a such a millennial thing to do, right? So, <laughs> Let me look you up on Facebook. And all kinds of things. Yeah. Well, TikTok had not come around yet. That's that's still pretty new. What did that come around in 2019? Yeah, it was beginning. It used to be called Musically. Fun fact. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's been around for a minute, like about 2015, 2016, and then they, they got bought out and they it. revamped it as TikTok. In like 2018, I think about then was when. Look, I'm a little bit of a TikTok aficionado. <laughs> um, no, that's no okay. Problem. I'm Go for it. No judgment. I'm just feeling mad old that I did not know that. <laughs> but anyways, so yes, yeah, so I sent him a friend request and I thought it was obvious. Like, hey, this chick is into me. She asked me for my, you know, she sent me a friend request. This is how we're going to, because I didn't want to be as direct quite yet. You right. know, I didn't want to be like, yo, what's your number? You know? <laughs> it took two weeks before he accepted my friend request. Two weeks. And I'm over here and I was like, did I do something wrong? You know, like the the normal girl thing or just not girl thing, but person thing. You're like overthinking like, oh, I was too strong. It was too obvious or whatever. Uh So the third time we meet is at another youth event and it was a movie night. Switching it up from game night. We need to know what movie. We need to know the movie. Oh, it was Lego Batman. <laughs> Ain't nothing on that. It's funny. It's a funny movie. I'll give you that. It was great. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> and um, as we were leaving, we actually left at the same time. And I was like, I was hesitant because I knew he was younger than me. Mm-hmm. And there's always this stigma of, of like dating or being with a guy who's younger than you. Right. right. And, you know, I wasn't sure where he was at in his life. We still didn't know each other very well. But I just, I, I bit the bullet and I called him on Facebook Messenger because we didn't have each other's numbers. So I called him on Facebook Messenger and I opened up with this liner. I was like, hey, long time no see because we literally just left from the event. <laughs> Dude, I like it. You know, that's, a great yes. that's a great opener. Oh, uh, I mean, but that's me. I'm like super cheesy. It's 100%. not even funny. 100%. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Rumi. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and he was confused. He didn't know what was going on, you know? Like, later on, he told me, I didn't even know you could call from Facebook Messenger. <laughs> Just blowing his say, mind. That's one of those, like, I really people don't really talk about. <laughs> but the rest is truly history. I mean, it was always, su- I know that sounds so cliche, 
but it's like we just talked for hours we talked probably for like three or four hours that night and then we finally did exchange phone numbers and you know he called me he was initiating he was calling okay, me he was texting good. me you know he asked me out we went on three dates that week Okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. What kind of dates? What kind of dates? So he took me to this restaurant and we had like some pizza. It's called Noble. Y'all ain't gonna know, but it's called Noble Crust. <laughs> <laughs> it's here in Wesley Chapel, Florida. <laughs> Hit it up. It's it's good. It's good. We've only been there since then, like two years ago. <laughs> um that in the way. And y'all on our first date, uh I kick myself for it all the time. What did you do? (laughs) All right. This works out for me. (laughs) But ladies, don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) I made such a mom move. Oh, no. So (laughs) I know I got you on your edge of your seat. So Andrew is a carpenter. And at that time, he only had one pair of glasses. And we're sitting there. And his glasses are just covered in sawdust. And I'm just like, I just grabbed his glasses and I started cleaning up. With your shirt (laughs) or a napkin? Of course. That's like ultra mom is the shirt. With her shirt, y'all. Are you wearing this? Napkin. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even, that's not even the best part, guys. Halfway through, I stop and I'm like, (gasps) I look up at him and I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't even ask. Can I clean your glasses? (laughs) (laughs) Consent is important in all aspects of life. Okay. Uh, Just don't grab people's glasses. As three people on this call, all of us are visually impaired in some way. You're not just going to grab the glasses. (laughs) I would have major issues if they're like, I'm just going to clean these for you. It's like, okay, first of all, you're calling me dirty. Secondly, <laughs> I can clean my own glasses. I'm a whole. So, what was his response? I need like what? Yes. Was, how? <laughs> Listen, this is how I know this was a truly God ordained match. <laughs> Andrew is the most chill person on the planet. There are there's like hardly anything that really phases him or like <laughs> disturbs him in any kind of way. So he just took it in stride. He's like. All right, she cleaned my glasses. He was, you know, <laughs> after I asked him, he was like, Aww. "Sure." You know, he just we laugh I about mean, it. it now, went to a second and third date in the same the same week. week. So let's be week. honest. Yes. <laughs> it's either yeah. you know heavenly ordained or just a just meant to be like it's meant to be somehow. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So I. I was worried that I may have sabotaged it with that, but he, you know, and I'm an overthinker. And so I remember talking about it later with him and he was like, it's really not a big deal. It's okay. You know, like he just, he (laughs) forgot it at that point, you know? So he's good for me. He's good for me. (laughs) (laughs) So So you met at the end of 2019. Beginning Um, of 2019. Oh, the beginning of 2019. Yeah. Okay. Well, we met December of 2018. Oh, yeah. 18. Okay. 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 I know. I Girl, it was ancient bit. history. <laughs> Years ago, it feels like longer than it actually was. So, yeah. so how did it progress from there? So we've, the last couple of guests that we've had have relatively varying ranges of 
long dating relationships to engagement, <clears throat> relatively short. So how did it get from, you know, three dates in a week to will you marry me? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> or to a, when he a, officially asked you to be his girlfriend. Let's start there from girlfriend. To oh, okay. okay. Let's okay. do that. Right. We'll, we'll go there. Let's do that. I yeah. said, no, I'm like thinking, I was like, well, you know, <laughs> we're going to get real deep here. And I was like, that's a loaded question. All right. So when he asked me to be his girlfriend, he actually, y'all are probably going to be flabbergasted. I was a little flabbergasted when it happened, um, to be, to be very honest. But I don't, I don't regret my decisions. So he actually asked me to be his girlfriend on our third date. We had been talking for a week at that point. Okay. <laughs> he what he wants. Exactly. <laughs> well, y'all are going to love this story. So I was, I was getting ready. I had signed a contract to go teach overseas before I had ever met him. And I could tell that, you know, this could lead somewhere, you know, we're adults, you know, when you're starting to date and you're looking for somebody, you're not messing around, you know, you don't want to waste anybody's time. I was like, he's such a genuinely good guy. I, I would hate to continue dating him and not tell him, Hey, I'm leaving like (laughs) next month. So halfway across the world, I was going to Taiwan. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. And so I told him on our third date, because I could tell that, okay, there's, there's something to this, you know, because mm-hmm. we've been talking every single day for hours on end. We had like two, three dates at this point. I was like, you know, you just know at a certain point in time in your life after you, you know, either dated a lot of crappy people, <laughs> had some soul searching, you, you just know, you know, yeah. anyways. And I was terrified. I was terrified to tell him, I was like, this is going to be my one chance at a good guy. And it's going to be like, it's going to be gone. I finally told him and his reaction really surprised me. He was like, you know, I believe that God put you in my life for a reason. That's how he responded. Wow. So I was like, so I was taken aback. <laughs> and then after we had that chat, we kept talking, you know, and there was a point where he was talking to me about his friends and he was telling his friends, yeah, I'm not single anymore. And I do one of these, like, you know, like, side glances, like, hold up, sir. What do you mean you're not single anymore? Like, we're just talking. We're going on dates. You're still single. I'm still single. We have not officially made commitments here. (laughs) And I looked at him. I was like, you have not asked me to be your girlfriend. Y'all, I kid you not. I love telling this story because it's funny and it's also endearing. Andrew looks off. And, and he just has like this really pensive look in his face. And then he looks down and he looks at me. He's like, do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And I, was I don't like, remember. It's like, I haven't asked. Yeah, sure. Well, let's, sure. Yes. I'll be your girlfriend. <laughs> so that's when that happened. And then when we got engaged, we had been dating for like, Oh man, our anniversary is the 1st of February and we got engaged May 9th. So it, we had dated been boyfriend and girlfriend for about a year and like, what is that? Like four months, a year and four months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. A year and four months when we got engaged. So yeah. So cute. So within that year of being boyfriend and girlfriend, what was it like? Cause didn't oh, you, man. cause you moved, right? You went across, went across seas. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a whole other story in and of itself. Um, I was only gone for three months. I was supposed to be gone that entire school year, 
but I had found out some things about like where I was working at, like after I had been there and I didn't feel safe staying there anymore. So I was like, yeah, I'm going back home. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Fair so enough. I did. It was definitely a God ordained thing. Cause it was also right before coronavirus had like broken out over there. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cause this is 2019. Yeah. yeah. I mean, COVID hit us last year in March, but COVID had been out like in China before that. <laughs> yeah, so, November. But my dating relationship with Andrew, I mean, I really have no idea other how to describe it because, you know, we see in the movies and TV shows and even reality TV about like, you know, these people in dating relationships and how they make like huge, you know, romantic gestures. And, you know, like after they like green fight at each other or whatever then they make up and like it's all wonderful and comfy dory and they live happily every after right it's not like that (laughs) it's not like that i have been and and monique can attest to this you know she was she was once my go-to caller (laughs) when i was dating someone i wasn't allowed to date when i was in high school so way back when Oh my gosh, I am so embarrassed that I ever did that. And I'm so thankful for you (laughs) that you like never judged me. But anyway. So so Janelle, what she means by that, if you don't quite understand, is she would call me and I would patch her through. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, that's what she means. And so I just set my phone down somewhere. Because I remember. (laughs) So I would just set my phone down somewhere and let them talk it out. And then I'd eventually come back. See if they were off. If they're off, then I could get my phone back. That's literally <laughs> how that went. <laughs> yeah, Monique's the real MVP here. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I've made really poor decisions in relationships. I've been in abusive relationships, uh, emotionally abusive relationships, and one that, like, very close, almost turned physically abusive. So being someone who had been in those types of relationships, and my parents also had a very abusive marriage. Um, And so, you know, I'm used to the screaming and the arguing and all that stuff. I'm used to being put down and made to feel lesser than. The chaos Um, is normal. Yeah, I thought, exactly. I thought it was normal. But, you know, I, I remember when I was younger, I actually purchased a book. So my parents are divorced and I purchased a book uh, ending the cycle of divorce when I was in college. I don't know if Monique ever saw me read it. I was trying to keep it I on did the video, it. you know? Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's okay. You know, because when you're younger, you know, people, I feel like also until recently, people are now normalizing like therapy and stuff like that, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and I went, I went to therapy. I went to therapy when I was in college because I realized I still hadn't dealt with issues for, with my parents' divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had gotten to a really good point of where my self-worth lies, you know, and what I wanted in a relationship, what I knew was healthy, safe love and true love mm-hmm. <laughs> versus what society sells us, you know? Or cultural standards like, oh, you know, he's just like that or she's just like that or whatever. Like, no, no, it's it's not okay. (laughs) Do not support toxic. Main message here. We're here for that. Anyways, dating Andrew has been the complete has been the complete opposite of that. Like, I remember I think we'd only been dating a couple of weeks. And, you know, when you're first dating and you put yourself in a social situation, you still have to kind of figure out like your dynamic 
as a couple mm-hmm. <laughs> around your friends. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like, how far can I go with this person? Like, how far can I joke with them or whatever? With with someone I was with literally right before Andrew. Oh my goodness. Like he would put me down. He'd be like, you were so disrespectful. And I can't believe you said that or whatever, like, and give me the cold shoulder treatment. And like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's called, I think gas, gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. The terminology for it. Yeah. Oh, hardcore. And I remember I was freaking out guys. We, we, he had picked me up. So then we left and we were in his truck and he was driving and I was freaking out. I was like, oh, I'm about to hear it. We're about to fight. You know, I just know it. I feel it. So my whole endocrine system is on, you know, oh, heightened no. mode. Wow. And yes, I, I was. I was extremely intense. And I remember talking to him about it. And I was like, was that okay? Are you mad at me? And he was like, yeah, I know you were joking. Not a big deal. Guys, I didn't know how to handle that response. Oh my God. I had no idea how to handle that response. I literally stood there in silence because my body was ready to fight. You know, my body was ready for it. Yeah. And I had to literally, I, I had to like stay in that moment. It took like maybe 10 minutes for me to calm down and to like okay. not be in that state anymore and to feel safe with him. And it sounds so crazy to say that, but it's like, if you haven't been in a, a toxic or abusive relationship, it's like you you almost wouldn't understand what I was going okay. through in that moment. Okay. Dating Andrew has been so eye-opening. I mean, I felt safe with him, you know, like I could share anything with him and he wouldn't he was secure in his masculinity. He was never offended. Um yeah, he didn't feel threatened by me in any way shape or form or disrespected. Like he was fine. He was perfectly fine. He was he became my best friend. He is my best friend. Dating him has just been awesome. And being married to him has been even better. This is so so beautiful. Like I I can't all of this. Like it's not like I'm not I'm really not even trying to be like, oh that's okay. No, I'm like gushing over here. Like I wanna read your (laughs) this is the kind of stuff I look for when I'm reading romance novels. I don't want the toxic, I want like the calm and the soothing love that kind of like will sustain you. Well, yeah, unfortunately, they don't make bestsellers. No, not at all. <laughs> They're You're not right. as exciting. I was talking to I was talking to my best friend literally just a few hours ago and I was telling her that I was going to be on this podcast. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to talk about marriage or whatever." And I was telling her about how great it is to be married and she gave a little story about a couple she heard, I don't know if it was a podcast or something or someone she actually met in person. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, yeah, I mean, we're super happy, but people would think our marriage is boring. <laughs> but they're like, we obviously are happy. We have fun with each other, but it's not what society deems as like super exciting or passionate or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah I just think these sto- more stories like this need to be told. It's like, you don't have to have the roller coaster of emotions all the time. If anything, that's too much for your system. Like you don't need to be up and down. It's nice to be in a nice homeostasis, calm, knowing how we're going to go, you know, you know, how people are going to react to different things and not just be Mm -hmm. like freaking out over literally anything. The smallest thing that somebody off, like that's not, that's not a good place to be in. Okay. So we've talked about you dating. So from dating to the engagement, so how long was it different when you guys became engaged? Did it feel different? Um, kind, kind of. 
Yes and no. <laughs> okay. So Andrew and I were always very intentional in our dating relationship. Like I straight, I remember at some point or other, I don't know how soon in the relationship I told him, but I looked at him and I was like, bro, this is it. <laughs> we're not breaking up. <laughs> we're it. Like dating is too much work. I like you. I dig you. We're good. <laughs> and we genuinely love each other. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> um, you know, we started, we started working together, like on our financial future, like what we wanted to do. Um, like me having had been raised by a single mom, you know, and seeing her struggle financially and me get, <laughs> having myself in debt, student loans, anybody <laughs> car payments. Hello. Anyway, Speak on I it. Know. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so we, we kind of started already making some of those moves. You know, we started talking about like what kind of wedding we'd want, what we would like to do with our children. Ashley had y'all are going to laugh. Okay. So dating in church is always crazy. <laughs> I first started working. I worked for a church school down in Birmingham and I dated this one guy for like a month, barely. And I remember the first official week we were together or like the second week we were together so we'd already been to church once the pastor came up to us the second sabbath and gave us a book titled 101 questions to ask before you get engaged oh my god before you get engaged yeah yeah 101 questions to ask before you get engaged I thought I heard it. I thought I feel like I've seen 101 questions asked before you get married, but before you get engaged, that's way too early. Like, well, he gave it to us then, but I'll tell you what, there are conversations that people are not having or they're having them too late. True. So I highly recommend that book. If you guys are like in a serious relationship and you want to, you know, take it to the next step, like there's hard questions that people are not having with each other sometimes up until a week before they get married or after they get married. And then people are going to have issues. So like, that's a good point. Figuring, yeah. Like what's a hard no question that day. you think people don't ask until it's too right late before the or, wedding yeah. or like already married. And this is like something you, you should have talked about before other than finances. Yeah. Sure. One of them is, do you want kids? <laughs> people don't say that before. I, yeah, some people don't have that conversation till like maybe a few weeks right before they get married. That yeah, I they almost kind of assumed. Yeah, they kind of assumed that they did want or that they didn't want kids, but they don't actually sit down and have the conversation of like, hey, when would you like to start having children? How many would you like to have? Or would you not want them at all? Would you rather adopt or foster or whatever, you know? I literally can't imagine not having that conversation before. Before you put a ring on, maybe, but definitely before everybody sees me say I do. That has to have a conversation. Oh, yeah. It's a multiple situation as to if it's going to happen or not. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. I think other important conversations are like, you know, like the culture of your family. You know, like forget, you know, ethnic culture, you know, like where your heritage is, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to discuss like what your family culture was. So my husband's family culture is totally different from mine. First of all, they're still his parents are married. They've been married for 35 going on 36 years now. Oh, wow. My parents are divorced, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. you know, and I was raised by a single mother. So I have a different family dynamic and different like not necessarily family expectations, but just, you know, different roles in my family than his family does, mm-hmm. you know, like his family is super tight, like super close. And he's like the youngest of three and he has two older sisters. 
Um, I don't have a younger brother, you know? So, you know, those types of conversations also talking about like trying to figure out like how you communicate and how like you argue, (laughs) you see people who are fighting back and forth. That's not, it's not an issue of like them hurting each other's feelings and being thoughtless. It is a communication problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the core, you know, because you need to learn how to fight. (laughs) I know that sounds funny. You need to learn how to argue. Yeah. You know, just the other day, my husband and I had an argument. I love the way we argue. I know that sounds funny and weird to say, (laughs) but it's so true. We don't raise our voices at each other. And if we're getting too emotionally involved, we say, I need a break. We'll revisit this in a little bit. So then we're not heightened emotionally. Mm-hmm. We don't call each other names. You know, we don't put each other down or anything like that. And at the end of it, he apologizes for his fault. I apologize for my fault. I feel good at the end of it. I do not feel anxious about, oh my gosh, he hates me now or he's, you know, he's angry at me or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel insecure. I, I still feel loved. I still feel respected. So, and I think those are things that people don't really learn until like right as they're in marriage, which it's never late to learn as long as you're willing, but it definitely sets you up for a more successful marriage in the long run if you kind of work on those skills beforehand. So you talked about arguing styles prior to marriage or was this something that you guys kind of fell into? Kind of in a way. So with my, again, with my experience of being in, in toxic relationships, I told them, you are not yelling at me. You are not raising your voice at me. Because it kind of puts me in like, again, a fight or flight mode. A defensive mode, yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. Very good. And then it makes me then to want to match that level. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we did, we, we've had those conversations, especially because I've never really asked him. I mean, he obviously married me. He asked me to marry him. <laughs> fine. But I can only imagine that it has to be difficult to be dating and then be married to somebody who has been through so much trauma in their life mm-hmm. in that in that aspect, because it's hard, you know, like I have to literally unlearn everything from my entire life, you know, and, and not just, you know, communication style, but even expectations and, and perceptions of things, you know, like I have to unlearn all of that. Because, you know, it's just, you carry all of that baggage into your marriage. So Mm -hmm. if you are getting married thinking that it's going to fix you, (laughs) you're getting married for the wrong reasons. It does not fix anything. If anything, it heightens the problems. It really highlights them more because you're with that person all the time. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like going from limited time together, you know, Especially in the last year that if you were with somebody a lot, you're with them you're all the time now. All the time. All the no time. Breaks. <laughs> no breaks. Unless you're Bad like an essential stop. outside with a home worker, you are seeing them 24-7. So anyway, so yeah, those are some of the conversations that we've had. And when we went into our premarital counseling, our pastor was just, you know, we learned a lot more, you mm-hmm. know, not to say that we stopped learning like no. Um, but our pastor was pretty impressed with how well we learned to like communicate about things and making certain decisions, whether about finances, kids, our career path, um, just life in general. So it it really helped us. That's cool. So how long were you engaged for? Not long at all. (laughs) (laughs) 
neither one of us wanted a long engagement. I mean, for us, dating was, was the goal of dating was always to get married. Mm-hmm. And engagement, it's not supposed to be like your new relationship status. <laughs> a lot of people make it, oh, yeah, I'm engaged. Oh, what's the wedding? We don't know. We've been engaged for like five years or whatever, maybe in another five years, you know? <laughs> so engagement is not, it was never meant to be an, a relationship status. You know, it's, it's kind of like the in-between. Right. It's kind of like, not necessarily like the limbo of relationships, but it's just kind of like the transition. We know we're getting period. married. We'll just it's call it layover. engagement, but we're getting married. Layover. I like that. There you go. Yeah. A short, a short layover. I mean, yes. <laughs> Nobody was, wants to be laid over for genius. four hours in a city that they really can't explore, you know? You either go yeah. for an hour layover yeah. or shorter, and then yeah. anything too long, Love you might it. as well stay in vacation there. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. And actually, I've heard, I don't know how much of this is, re- but I do know that a lot of people recommend having a shorter engagement from your relationship. So like if you've been together for like a year, try not to be engaged for more than for like more for than like a, a two, two or two, two years. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, you know, and I, I didn't really give pay too much mind to that, but I've known a few people who have been engaged for a lot longer than they were married uh, or dating. And I don't know what happened in their layover, but you know, they may, <laughs> may not have gone as well, or I, I just don't know. You know, it's like you keep putting it off, you keep putting it off, you keep putting mm-hmm. it off. But anyways, we decided we didn't want to keep putting it off. You know, we wanted to get married, and we got engaged May of 2020. You know, yeah. COVID. We don't let that stop us. <laughs> and um, we got married in October of 2020. <laughs> so we were engaged for I think five, five, five and a half months or something like that. I planned the wedding of my dreams. I was perfectly happy with it. We both wanted a really small wedding anyways, because we were like, these people spending $50,000 or more on a wedding are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you have the money, by all means, do it. But if you're getting yourself in debt, like I love my wedding day. It was four months ago now. You know, like what I'm enjoying most from the fact of my wedding day is the fact that I'm married and that I'm with my husband. You know, like I look at back at pictures. I like the pictures. I have a photo album now and everything. Mm-hmm. I loved my dress, but my dress is still muddy in my closet. <laughs> you didn't take it to I the cleaners. I'm not taking it out of the back. Huh? You didn't take it to the cleaners? I don't know if that's mud coming out. Do you know how expensive it is to clean a wedding dress? <laughs> Forever and ever, the mud will be there. <laughs> As a reminder, as a reminder, yeah. there you go. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's just on the train. It happened <laughs> to rain the day of our wedding, but oh. oh man. Yeah, we just, we were like, you know, especially since we're trying to get our finances in order, we're like, we are not getting in debt for a wedding day. <laughs> so we're like, COVID gave us the perfect excuse to, you know, tell Keep people, I invited small. Monique and her mom <laughs> to tell people sorry guys we can't have you (laughs) my feelings weren't hurt they weren't hurt that's okay I understand (laughs) listen y'all when you get engaged things change even before Andrew and I got engaged there was someone she like imposed herself she's like oh I better be invited to your wedding and I'm like but you don't even call me or text me like (laughs) 
Yikes. Um, I, oh my I don't know if y'all remember, but the Postal Service was having some hiring issues, so it must have got lost in the mail. <laughs> um, but you can look at these pictures over here, and if you feel imposed to send a gift, that's great. Not asking yeah. for anything, though. <laughs> Enjoy but that the was, like, the only person. We've been, we've, we didn't have any problems with guests or anything, but yeah, we got engaged for Maybe five and a half months and got married. I'm not married yet. I mean, a serious relationship would have to involve the people, but, um, oh, <laughs> I wish I had a COVID wedding. Could be, could be truly the dream the wedding of my dreams. A very Even small, after COVID, you could still have a COVID wedding. You're immediate, my immediate, yes. and we go yes. to the courthouse. We have a nice yeah. dinner at a fancy restaurant that my dad will pay for. Don't put that on the podcast. And <laughs> live the best life ever. The best advice that I was given and that I will bestow upon the two of you. Have the wedding you want. Listen, it was it was hard. I, I remember I had like maybe one or two family members complaining about the location because we got married in North Carolina um, and it was too far or whatever. And I'm like, all right, well, if they can't make it, I'm sad, but I'm still having it there. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to rearrange the location of my wedding to make it more accommodating for one or two people. You know, it's yeah. not their wedding. They're not the ones paying for it right now. If you do have some family members paying for it, I don't know what to say. Movie, it was like our marriage, their wedding, our marriage with <laughs> America Ferrera. Yeah. Yes, so just, yes. uh, yep. Yeah. I think I've seen that. So if you plan on doing what you want, <laughs> make sure you either have a contract with, you know, your parents who are paying for it <laughs> or just pay for get it that yourself. And Notarized it by the city. Look. <laughs> But do what you want, because you know what? People will eventually get over it. So did your husband help you plan the wedding or was it more so it fell on you? It was your it was your wedding. He was there. He showed up. Did you want him involved in the planning of your wedding? I did. I would ask him questions. (laughs) I would be like, hey, what color do you like? Are you sure? I Listen, first of all, Monique can attest to this. I've had my wedding planned since like freshman year of college. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Pinterest does not help a girl out. Okay. (laughs) My board is hidden. You can see it, but it technically exists. Yes, exactly. So I already knew my color scheme. It was navy blue, burgundy, and gold. I've had those colors picked out for four years. Okay. (laughs) She's ready. She was ready. Four years. That's all I'm saying. And I mean, you know, I asked him, I was like, hey, are you cool with those colors? He's like, I don't care. I was like, all right, we're going with it. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it. I asked him, do you want tie or bow ties? He was like, I don't care. Whatever. So I decided bow tie. Got it. (laughs) That's kind of how it is. I mean, again, my husband is just very laid back. And like, he does have a creative mind, obviously, but he's not, he's not into little details like that. And he really didn't care. He just wanted yeah. to have fun with his friends and get married. So, <laughs> At the end of the I, day, he out. was there yeah. just to get married. Whatever was there, as long as you met yep. him at the altar, he was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he helped, you know, I gave him duties and I delegated things to him, but it's because I told him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> You know, as somebody who grew up in this denomination and the, 
I don't even know how to say it. You guys got it more than I did because you went to a church school for university Mm -hmm. and I did not. I went to a public university where it's just like they want you to get married and that's the Uh, best path and all this other stuff. I'm sitting here like, do I have to move to Florida? Like, I really don't like Florida. I'm sorry. No offense. I love people who are from and or live in Florida. But, you know, if the whole state fell off without the people in it, you know, safe (laughs) evacuations and all that stuff, I would not be sad. I wouldn't. <laughs> but like you met him in a youth group and I'm just like, I don't know if I know any men through my church who are not married. Nope. Yeah. No, I who are that. within seven years. Nope. Yep. I get and it. One that's 11 and he's, t- he's literally my little brother. We're not, not literally, but like he might as well be and I won't ever. Like that's, <laughs> don't ever say him. <laughs> But like we're we're out of dudes. But if I have to go, to Janelle, we just have to move. Just move somewhere. Start fresh. Can we just start visit? somewhere new? Do you? Well, well, let's say this because we said this in the last podcast. Do you know any young men who are looking for relationships? We're not saying marriage necessarily, but relationships. You don't have to answer. Think on it. You can send us an email. I'll send a text or an email. Don't worry about I it. Mean, if don't don't on the spot. I was gonna say I do. <laughs> but they're single for a reason. I was about to say, okay, okay. Like, then obviously that's not the one that we're looking for. So I would never do y'all. I would never do y'all keep like that. Keep it to yourself. I do Only appreciate that. I do appreciate Only that. helpful ones. Thank you very much. I mean, there is somebody for everybody out there. I have seen it my entire life. Yes. I don't think they're Said, I don't know. Miss, Miss, look, Miss Fran, I thought that would go by. Not positive. No, I heard I should, you. Um, you know, not be an open heart and, you know, not close myself off. But the Bible has many single people. So <laughs> I'm not looking at that as like your number one goal, well, like proof that everybody no. gets somebody. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is, is like, you know, I graduated college without somebody, you know, we did go to an yep. Adventist university and it was like, what was it? Well, first of all, it's nickname is Southern Matrimony College. Okay. Cause it used to be Southern Missionary College back in like the fifties, sixties. And then like mm-hmm. a high percentage of the students from there just got Would married. Get married. Students from there. So they nicknamed it Southern Matrimony I mean, there's College. there's religious reasons as to why, but you know what? Let's not talk about that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about low and married. That's a different time. <laughs> a different time. Well, we're not. And recording. there was also a sign. There was like a saying called ring by spring. All right. Yeah, heard that. Ring by spring. Okay. I graduated. I, out of all the guys I ever dated, I never dated anybody from my university. I didn't start dating Adventists until like I had graduated from college and I was working. That's interesting. And even then I had a hard time and my husband and I did not go to the same church. So, you know, we met at a church that neither of us <laughs> belong to. <laughs> <laughs> So if there's nobody at your church, I mean, the Chicago area is big. They got lots of churches. We were starting to do that for a while. Church and then the world shut down. And then the world shut down. The world shut down for a reason. It's preparing the men. It's making them feel lonely. Preparing them. To I cook, like this. Clean. You know what? I like this. I like, I like this. this. Speak that. Speak that. They, okay. You because know, they, they had to live with themselves for a long time and they couldn't still, you know, they couldn't stand their stench. So they cleaned up after mm-hmm. themselves, developed good habits. Heidi is dropping some knowledge on us. I no, hear it. Word. So everything happens for a reason. I mean, 
I honestly, even though Andrew and I, you know, we dated for like a year and four months, you know, and we got engaged and we were only engaged for five and a half months. Guys, don't rush it, you know, because even during that time, we were having the hard conversations like we <laughs> there was no bull crap between the two of us. If I can say that on this podcast, I'm sorry. Oh, go, ahead. go for it. I hope it's kosher enough. <laughs> say what you need to speak from the heart. We're not going to censor yeah. people, you know. There was, there was no crap between the two of us, you know, like we were just very honest and very genuine and vulnerable with each other. And that's, that's such a big thing, guys. Mm-hmm. People don't like being vulnerable because it means being uncomfortable. Yeah. But if you're not vulnerable with someone in your relationship, there's no way that relationship can grow. Like it's just going to stay at the superficial level. Like, sure. Yeah. I have somebody to go hang out with, but that's it. You know, yeah. that person is not the one that you cry to or tell your deepest, darkest secrets to or what's weighing you down to. And that is so important. Mm-hmm. So important. I mean, I was alluding to how marriage can be boring by society standards. And it's so true. I mean, Andrew and I are only newlyweds. And like, we have fun just hanging out together. Like we'll cook together or we'll go for a walk. We'll go to the gym together. That's pretty boring by society standards. <laughs> he is my best friend. He makes me laugh all the time. I make him laugh all the time. Every morning when we wake up, he always snuggles me and looks at me, you know, and, you know, tells me he loves me and everything like that. And he does the same thing right before we go to bed. I mean, and Aww. those small things, those small things are like, super romantic to me and like make me feel very fulfilled like I don't need him to come home with a dozen roses every week first of all that's expensive (laughs) (laughs) as flowers die (laughs) I'd rather him come home we have financial goals that said yes we're not trying to yes food is the way listen here's a funny story about that (laughs) <laughs> so we both lived at home because I moved to Florida because I couldn't afford to live by myself anymore. All right, let's just be real, okay? The struggle bus. All right. Right. Hey. And I got a roommate. So I moved back home. My mom had moved to Florida by that point. And um, so that's why I ended up in Florida. My husband, he lived at home too. We both just moved out of our parents' houses as we got married. <laughs> but anyways, and I remember I was going over to his house one day. Uh, it's his parents' house, I should say. <laughs> and he had a box of mozzarella sticks in the freezer. And his mom was like, what's this for? He's like, that's for Heidi. She's flowers. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you'll see. And then I remember getting there and he shows me the box. And I was like, you got this for me? <laughs> <laughs> I was so touched, guys. I was like, yes, best boyfriend ever. He bought me mozzarella sticks. And then I his mom it. was like, ah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure my mother-in-law thinks I'm a little uh, crazy, but it's all right. So funny. I love it. Well, speaking yeah. of your mother-in-law. Yeah, we're best friends. Speaking of your mother-in-law, you said that your yeah. husband was very close to his family. Um, so do you, are you guys close? <sighs> How am I trying to, have you been absorbed into this closeness? Have you? Um, you know, that is like the hardest thing I'm dealing with now in marriage. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just the transition, you know, people think like, oh, you just have to adjust to your partner. No, (laughs) y'all, there is more to marriage. It's not just you and him or him and her, like, mm -mm. because he has to adjust to my family. And when we're together with my family, I feel so bad for him because like I'm Puerto Rican 
And my abuela lives with my mom as well. And so my abuela, she understands a little bit of English and she can speak it a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. But mainly it's just Spanish with her. Right. When I'm home with my family, like, it's like, you know, (laughs) and he's just, you know, my poor husband, he is gringo. And, you know. Smile and nod, baby. Smile and nod. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. You know, he understands certain contextual like things mm-hmm. uh he's just very observant and very uh, introspective like that um he just has that skill he's magic anyways <laughs> 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 so you know he has to get accustomed to my family culture mm-hmm. and you know I also have to get used to his family culture you know the fact that his family is super close like my sisters in law tell my mother-in-law everything everything okay. You know, and and that's fine. You know, I I mean, hey, if you have a beautiful, close relationship with your parents, by all means, do it. Right. Um, I'm like that with my mom, too, you know. Um, But like, I feel bad. (laughs) I kind of feel like an outsider because my mother-in-law, my sisters-in-law, they also they're all like to bake and stuff like that. Domestic goddesses. I get it. I get it. Yes. Yes, very much so, very much so. And they all they all work, you know, they're not like stay-at-home wives or any none of them are, you know. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law works for WIC and one of my sisters-in-laws is a physical therapist and the other one's a speech pathologist. So, you know, they're all really accomplished women. Yes. <laughs> they just have the same and hobbies. So, <laughs> yes, they have the same hobbies, exactly. And even though I learned how to sew, I mean, I haven't sewed. <laughs> it's not your passion. Well, it's not your <laughs> No, I don't bake from scratch either. I mean, I've kind of gotten into cooking from scratch more. And my husband and I will make like pizza from scratch. We just started making artisanal homemade bread. Ooh, fancy. Um, oh, we'll make okay. We make pasta from scratch. Um, yeah, fancy over there. You're moving your way up. Look, this quarantine has helped both of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but we we'll use box pasta, don't both- care. <laughs> yeah yeah no listen I, on the tough days we do that because it, it can be quite a bit of work <laughs> um but we both love to cook and that's something we like to do together so that's why we get fancy because we do it together mm-hmm. um but yeah you know so I kind of feel like an outsider because I'm like oh man I don't have all that in common with them <laughs> and they're super close and they're super good at it I mean they're awesome at the stuff that they make and everything like that um so you know it's just learning to kind of find what you do have in common and also I'm trying to be not as Puerto Rican um (laughs) to my poor uh white in-law family um because I can be Monique can tell you she has told me many a time to use my inside voice (laughs) oh okay I'm sitting here like no you let your Puerto Rican self okay I get it you know the voice it does need to come down a little bit just I've a been told that as well. You know what? I got that. I get that. Listen, my best friend with no <laughs> my best friend with no shame literally has her phone on a lower volume when I call her. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise it hurts her ears. I'm like, you rude, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts, but I agree. That hurts, yeah. but I agree. Okay. Okay. But aside from like, you know, getting adjusted to each other's personalities. I mean, I love my in-law family. I am so blessed. Like, mm-hmm. I have a wonderful mother-in-law. She raised a wonderful man. Same thing with my father, father-in-law. They instilled amazing work ethic into my husband. He is such a kind and thoughtful person. And that's because they're the same way. 
My sisters-in-laws are also very kind uh, individuals and they're funny too, you know. So I'm super blessed because, you know, there's some horror stories out there, y'all. I watch them on TikTok all the time. It's it's my guilty pleasure. That's my reality television is people talking about their in-laws. Listen, it is a hot mess. I had a friend. No, I have a friend. One of my best friends from high school. Her wedding did not go super great. She was upset and mad the whole wedding because of her in-laws. Well, her in-laws were just a small part of it. But yes. So, you know, so I count my blessings that I do not have that problem. You know, we're just, we're just really getting to know each other now. That's good. So, but yeah, it's, it's great. I don't know. I I feel lucky. I have two sisters. I always wanted sisters. (laughs) That's beautiful. That's great. All right. Well, we have one more question for you. That's what we ask all of our people. Is marriage worth it? A hundred percent. 150%, 200%. 150%, 200%. Can I keep going? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Marriage is worth it to the right person. Okay. Ooh, okay. And at like the right that. time. Okay. Yeah. Don't get married just for the sake of getting married, guys. Don't do that. That's how it'll fail. Well, Heidi, it has been so great <laughs> talking to you. And we appreciate the wisdom that you've instilled on both of us. Spoke a word into my spirit. We thank you for sharing your time and we will talk to all our podcast friends another time. This has been Janelle. This is Monique. And this is Is Marriage Worth It? 